boom coming in hot chichi how we doing cuz i'm really upset right now dude why why are you upset bro you, you tell everybody because we just did almost three quarters of the show and realized we weren't recording <laughs> it's my fault <laughs> you know it's funny i i gotta say i i listen to bill burr's podcast and he's been doing it since like 2007 by the way he's like one of the yeah. first wow dude there are at least once every three weeks he goes i just did the whole goddamn show and i <laughs> forgot to record but like i'm so sorry sean oh i'm so sorry and so upset anyway okay so let's get right into it you're laughing i'm glad you think this is funny and you're not mad at me <laughs> Dude, I'm not mad, dude. It's so face? funny. Well, well, there's just so yeah. So we record. I'm not gonna let anybody know how we record this because we do it better than most people. So we record on this device where normally whatever when I'm recording, it's green. Like there's a little dot and it's a green dot. And did you see my face just now when we were talking? Like how <laughs> how sad it got because I looked down and I was it wasn't like, green. Oh no! Well, as soon as you got sad, the sad face, I go, oh, we're not recording. You're like, <laughs> We're not recording. I go. We're not recording, are we? You're like, no, we're not recording. But I know, hey, I'm dude. Sorry. Hey, it's all about well, it's all about making adjustments. That's what we're gonna do, brother. Make an adjustment. Here yeah, we go. Yeah, you know what? So we just hit in the cage for a while, and now we're going out and playing. <laughs> we were raking in the cages, dude. Oh, we were God. raking in the cages. Oh, we felt so good hitting. Anyway, so let's get back to the thing we just talked about that nobody in the world has ever heard before, <laughs> which is the national championship game last night was the biggest blowout and extremely disappointing. Yes. And what we talked about, I know what your answer is going to be, and you know what mine's going to be. <laughs> yeah. What was it? Was 65 to 7, though, right? 65 to 7. 65 to 7 quarterback. It makes it, you, know, you know who you feel bad for? Ohio State. Didn't Ohio State, wasn't that the Ohio State yeah. team that came down the last second field? Anyway, they, were a, matched, they were matched up. They were two Titans going at it. That would have been an unbelievable. That was basically the national championship game. Wow, see, that's great analysis, and we didn't say that on the original one when we didn't see? record, so we're already better. <laughs> we're already better. Okay. So the so, national championship game was really the game before. Yeah. Ohio State, and, Georgia. Dude, 14 minutes left in the game. They take the quarterback out to, like, a, a standing ovation and say goodbye to him. 14 minutes left in a game. That's unprecedented. Anyway, so we're going back, and we were talking about most disappointing games we've watched as a fan so what was yours again most disappointing mine my as a fan you know like i said as a player i've had a lot of disappointing games but as a fan it pops right into my head the 92 nlcs when francisco cabrera of the braves got that hit in the ninth i think it was 2-1 ball game 3-2 something like that hits the ball to left bonds comes around goes to throw out sid bream sid bream scores from left i mean from second he's got 16 knee braces on he slides in. Spanky Lavar goes to get him at the plate. Bang, bang, safe. You know it's anarchy after that. But I remember like being at University of Richmond. My 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 buddy Jay Adams and I were rooming together, both from Pittsburgh, and we were just running around campus looking to fight any Atlanta Braves fans because, <laughs> you know, University of Richmond's funny, dude. It's like tons of kids from Jersey, tons of kids from New York, tons of kids from Pennsylvania, Philly, Pittsburgh, then tons of kids from Atlanta, tons of kids from South Carolina, North Carolina, you know, down that way, Alabama. It's a really big time mix of, of North and South. And, uh, and so when they, as depressed as Jay and I were, the, you know, the, uh, the, the campus was going nuts because there was a ton of Braves fans there. So I don't know if that's good or not, but I was 18. I was full of piss and vinegar and I just like, <laughs> who wants to fight? <laughs> didn't, didn't you do that when you were a, 
wait, were you on the Red Sox or the Reds? When did you storm into a, a some sort of bar and and talk trash? To oh, that was when fans? I was with the when I was that was when I was with the Reds when I uh, when I <laughs> went into the started. Chicago Cub bar and I said, "Hey, all you Chicago Cub fans, Cincinnati Reds just kicked your ass." Took this day in Chicago. Better luck next season. And then 20 people stormed out of the bar, tried to kill me. And it was, uh, I was like, this might have been a bad idea, but I didn't care at the time. Did you, that, did you have pops in you by then? Or no? no, no, we just got on the, bu- we had just got on the bus. You know, we all, we probably had a pop on the bus, but I was just so jazzed up that we beat the Cubs three out of four games, knocked them out of the postseason, and, you know, went into so that good. bar. It was crazy. Yeah. Crazy. That's awesome. Right. Dude, hold on. Let me fucking. Uh-oh. Uh, what's, what's wrong? Macy? Bella, man. Bella, Bella, Bella. What are you doing, Bella? She just wants food all day long. <laughs> all right, go, f- go, go feed her and come back. We all might right, as well just keep it going, back. dude. We, we haven't recorded. We just did a whole show. Yeah. The dog. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Stu, I'm gonna Stu's, on, Stu's over there just hanging. It's a disaster in this house right now. All right, here. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to tee you up right now, and I hope I can get back. I will get back in time. Okay. You got head... A head start on something. You got news about a player who was just signed. Oh yeah, yes. Go yeah. for it. Yeah, great sign. Great sign. Uh, you know, by the by the Blue Jays. Brandon Belt, big sign. You know, they're looking for a lefty bat. Uh, last week I was down in Dunedin with Mark Shapiro, his son Caden, and my and my two boys, Andrew and Jake. We always go down there every year, so we had a great time. We were down there, and uh, that the deal had come through that they had signed him. So, but they just announced it today, and I think that's. You know, listen, when you look at that lineup, it's right-handed heavy. You know, that's why they went out and got Varsho because they needed, you know, another left-handed bat in the outfield. They got, you know, you got Springer already. They also got Kiermaier, who's a lefty. Um, but they got, you know, Vlad and Bichette and Chapman and, you know, so many guys. Kirk, so many guys are Jansen. So many guys are right-handed. So to get Belt, you know, he he brings a lot to the table with, like, uh, you know, he can he can back up Vlad every once in a while at first, give, make sure Vlad could DH. He could get in there as the DH, but I, I I just think hitting in Toronto for 81 games is so different than hitting in San Francisco for 81 games as a lefty. Hitting in San Francisco as a lefty is one of the hardest things to do. That's why when you look back at what Bonds did, it's even more incredible of how good uh, an elite player he was because, you know, it's tough to hit balls out of the ballpark in, in San Fran. So it's a great sign by the Blue Jays, kind of under the radar, but a nice, nice one. You're back. <laughs> What's I'm up, you buddy? So here's why I'm giving you cheers. If you only listen and don't, and shame on you for not looking at us on YouTube, I have to go <laughs> settle the dogs and I teed Sean up and he talked by himself with nobody else. Like, dude, you were, you were freaking Joe Rogan. Bro. <laughs> you were Joe Rogan of sports. That was so, awesome. I love I that you're settling, you. the, settling the dogs. God, Jess is up finally. So I, I, she's, she's handling them right now. I just, I don't like them running around in the morning and act like maniacs. I'm sorry. Jeez, I'm having a tough day so far. Today. I didn't have to record. Chinch, you're getting it together, bro. You're figuring it out, baby. I know. Let's go. I do. Now I got energy. Okay, so next topic here. Uh, let's move on to Carlos Correa. God, we talk about him every day. Yeah, well, because it's crazy, huh? It's a very crazy situation. We've already hit on you're not going to San Francisco. We've already <laughs> hit on while the Mets are screwing, the medicals are screwing up. And now, all of a sudden, the Twins are back in it. Obviously. Obviously, the Twins have always loved him. They want him there. He had a great year there um, when kind of like people didn't really think he was going to be that good. And he went to the Twins and did well for them. I think it's a good fit. I think it's very weird for the Mets. I think the Mets got a little egg on their face if they don't sign him. 
So what's your take on the whole situation? Yeah, this is a weird situation, man. Th- these medicals must not look good. But the Twins obviously had signed him to a three-year deal, and they only got one year out of him because he has such a good year, and he opted out. But the Twins love him. The Twins are a better team with Correa at short. I mean, that's the bottom line. If, if anyone could use Correa, it's the Twins. So I love that they're in the mix. And also it puts pressure on the Mets to say, hey, are you serious? Because Giants are out. I think there's a other, couple other teams probably involved too. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a, if it's a, shorter, te- a shorter deal. You know what I mean? So uh, I think the Mets will find a way to get this done. I just really believe that. You know, I, I think at, at some point here you're going to see the Mets uh, get Correa signed. It won't be a, as long of a deal, 12, 13-year deal. It's going right. to be probably a shorter deal. Um, Probably a lot of incentives. incentives. A lot of incentives, yeah. Yeah, a lot of incentives. I don't know about the – the one thing about incentives, though, is the Players Association doesn't love incentive Mm -hmm. deals. So, you know – Well, they don't love them because sometimes a team can – if you're on a a team with, like, kind of bad people managing it, they can shut you down and keep you from your incentives, right? Right, exactly. You hope hope they never do that, but it happens, right? It happens in the game. there's no doubt. And that's why they, that go, that's why that gets dicey. Cause you know, you could call up top and say, don't start this guy for the next seven games. He's one start away or whatever. One appearance away bullpen guys, three appearances away from a million dollar clause. Make sure he doesn't get in the game. You know what I mean? That has happened. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, I, I just, uh, I- interesting situation. Twins are back in it. I just think, I think the Mets will find a way to get it done now. I agree with that. And by the way, one more incentive thing, my favorite incentive thing I've heard in the last like, five, 10 years was remember CeCe Sabathia's last year. He was so good. I think he won almost 20 games, yeah. right? His very final season in the league. Yeah. And they were playing Tampa in his last start. And I think he needed like four more innings to hit like a million dollar bonus or a $500,000 bonus, but they yeah. were getting chippy because Tampa and, 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 uh, and the Yankees don't like each other. So he just freaking he just hit some dude on the ass and walked, got kicked <laughs> out and walked off the field. But the Yankees gave him, the money, the even though he didn't re- get there. That's one of the so most- great. I love that, dude. Yeah, I love that Cashman was like, you know what, bro? We'll still give it to you because you drilled the guy. Yeah. And you did what you you, you could for your teammates. That was great. Totally. And, and maybe see. So- <laughs> <laughs> there you go, see. So then, uh, oh, I have a nice transition here. Speaking of incentives, Geno Smith, for making the postseason for Seattle, got a $1 million bonus wow. yesterday. We haven't talked about this. How cool is that? Did you ever have oh, any man. incentives? That clicked Dude, in? I, I, when I went to the All-Star Game in, in, when I, in 1999, I was 25. I was making 170 grand a year. Yes. I remember A-Rod had like a $2.5 million clause. <laughs> and meanwhile, this guy's making $30 million a year. He's got $2.5 million clause. And I was thinking, I got to get a new agent. Like, how come I have no clauses? <laughs> I said, I'm going there. All I'm getting is, a, is an autographed uh, hat from Vlad, Vlad Guerrero <laughs> and Mike Piazza. I was like, I want the freaking $2 million bonus. Where's, even if uh, I could change, even if I got like a $100,000 bonus, 50000 that would have been huge, dude. dude. That's like I got zero. I was making 170 grand, absolutely grinding. I was basically the freaking clubby. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's so funny. What do they do? Do they give it to you in one check? Like I've never gotten one. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> That's so funny. Can you? I can't imagine. Who was it? No, I, think it was I did. Lo- I did ahead. get one bonus one time with playoff, just a playoff share. When we went to the World Series in 2006, we lost the World Series. I think I got a $290,000 check just for losing the World Series. That was wow. Really nice. What'd you Real do with nice. that? Did you buy something nice or no? You just kept I can't it. remember. I can't remember. 
Wow, that's cool. I've never had any incentives in my contracts, but I don't work for. <laughs> well, dude, I, I got an incentive for the being the mayor's office producer. You get zero. Yeah, yeah. You get zero. I get the same thing every day. It's, <laughs> it's funny. I, I remember Millar talking. By the way, you guys, before we get into football, you guys got paid. Explain this to fans. I don't think everybody knows this. So the season, let's just say, starts in what, like March for you, as far as your contract goes, or February? Let's no, say? April, April. April. Oh, no, you okay. don't get you don't get paid till the season starts. Okay, so you get paid when a season starts, and then you're done getting paid when a season, season ends. Ends, yeah. And so, what is that like seven or eight months? So think about this at home. You have a job, right? That you get paid for a year at a job, like all most of us normal people do, and you get paid throughout the entire year. You guys, it's condensed, and there's millions of dollars involved. Bro. So I remember. Well, I'll, I remember Millar always said that like. Was it Millar? Somebody was saying that, like, when they, they played with, uh, um, uh, who's a great, tall first baseman? Shoot, play for the Cubs, play for the Marlins. Oh, Derek Lee. Derek Lee got that one. He got that one year, that one deal that was like over $100 million back when not many right. people were making 100 And, like, he used to just leave his checks, would be sitting <laughs> on his chair. <laughs> and, like, I think it was Millar or, or Lowell said that, like, one day they looked up and they just picked up his, like, his check for two weeks. And like almost threw up because it was like <laughs> it was like you could buy like a small island with it. Like, dude, can you, how crazy I, is that? Dude, I remember Malar, Malar called it Disneyland. He's like, it's like living in Disneyland when you. It, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous because you'll never make that kind of money again. But you know, if, listen. At the end of the day, if you play in the big leagues and you put up some numbers, you're going to get paid. It's the way it goes. But I remember the one year I was making eight point five million dollars, bro. <laughs> Eight point five million dollars. Are you kidding me? I was I was dancing a jig every day, bro. I was like eight point five, eight point five. Incredible! Like, wait, do you remember what your two week check? Yeah, and I remember after taxes. I don't. I'm pretty sure after taxes. After taxes, every two weeks, I want to say it was close to like four hundred (laughs) grand. Like it was ridiculous, dude. And thank God, I remember Hal Morris gave me the best advice he could ever give a player. He goes, Case, he goes, you're going to make some good money in this game. And when you're young, you're like, no, I'm not. I just want to grind it out. And I'm making 170 the All-Star game. A-Rod's making 25 mil. It's incredible. (laughs) You know? And so I remember Hal Morris saying, save now and play later. Save now and play later. So what I did was I took all my checks and sent them to my financial advisor that, that just invested it for me. And, uh, you know, I think it was the best move I ever did because I would just get yeah. the stub, but I would see the stub and go, whoa, my gosh, <laughs> that's freaking, my dad made that, in tw- my, my two-week check that year, years. my dad made that in 12 years. <laughs> then if, if the the one-month check, my dad made that in 20 years. It was incredible. Dude. And, you know, I was, I was Crazy. grateful, too, because, like, growing up in a household where my dad didn't make a ton of money, I think it, it, it makes you really appreciate the value of a dollar. So I knew how much money that was and i was like if i'm not a total moron (laughs) yeah and i save this money i got a shot to you know be doing the mayor's office one day with chinch and make no money (laughs) (laughs) and still be okay you know what i mean (laughs) wow that's so cool man that is so cool i love hearing those stories incredible it was incredible dude it was incredible and then and then no and then then griffey's locker was next to mine oh and i was like man i thought i thought i was rich let me see your (laughs) stuff i was like Damn, this guy's loaded. (laughs) By the way, was that on the Reds or was he in Seattle? He made a bet with somebody for like 50 grand or something like that. And he lost and he paid the guy in pennies and he put all the pennies in the guy's (laughs) locker room. Have you ever heard that story? Then maybe that was in Seattle. So like, yeah, it might've been imagine $50,000 in pennies. That's like an entire room. (laughs) Anyway, that's, that's so good. 
Anyway, so uh, what we started this with, with Geno Smith gets this uh, incentive clause. Yeah, good for Geno, man. Hey, talk about Geno Smith who coming back and, like, getting an opportunity again. You don't usually see that. First pick overall, right, for the Jets. Mm -hmm. You know, you go to the Jets, seems like quarterbacks go there to die. (laughs) He he resurfaces. Russell Brandon leaves. Geno Smith gets a starting job. I think they're thinking they're going to just fill in, and it ends up playing really well. Yeah. Did you just say Russell Brandon? That's Russell, Russell Wilson. Brandon? Oh, I have baseball on my mind. I have baseball on my mind. Russell, Russell Wilson. Russell Brandon hit bombs, though. Russell Brandon. Dude, Russell Brandon hit a ball at spring training one time, 1998. Let me get into Russell Brandon real quick. Russell Brandon. This show's off the rails anyhow, JJ. Yes. Hey, yes. So, Russell Brandon. Russell Brandon, bro. He hits a ball in Kansas City spring training in Haines City, dude. It was one of the longest home runs. It was going up into the lights. People, dude, if you ask anyone that was there, they would still talk about this home run. It was going up into the lights and gone. Like, it was... And I remember Manny Ramirez after the game. Manny Ramirez, me and Russell were we were prospects. We weren't even in the big leagues yet. Oh right. We were we were like on the trip for that that game, and, and Manny Ramirez like that's the furthest ball I've ever seen hit in my life. It was literally <laughs> just on a freaking jet plane, bro. All right, back yeah. to Russell Wilson. He had a terrible year. Russell Wilson's <laughs> year was terrible. By the way, Russell had a really good nickname for some people. We called him Russell Russell the Muscle. Russell that's, the Muscle, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. Great oh, dude, here's another here's another good Russell Brandon story while Let's we're on Russell go. Brandon. <laughs> dude, we're in St. Louis one time. We're in St. First off, first off, Russell Brandon is one of the strongest human beings ever, dude. He's an absolute monster. So I'm living with him at the first ever winter development program in in, in uh, Cleveland, where we're living with a. Uh, uh, the Rosenblooms, the fa- we're living with a family, the Rosenblooms and Russell, dude, Russell, he, he, he cooked. Like I was 20. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. He's like, yeah, dude, you want some eggs, bacon? You want-? I'm like, dude, every night he'd come back oatmeal. Guy was a monster, right? So <clears throat> this one time we go in and, and we kind of had enough of each other. We started butting heads one day at the thing. Uh-huh. We're in the kitchen at the, at, at the Jacobs field. And I said something to him and next thing you know, bam, dude, he has me against the refrigerator jacked up and I can't move. And I'm and now I realize how strong he is, and I'm like, bro, it's all good. You could have the peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Wait, like, like, he, like you so guys were gonna, you guys were gonna fight. Oh yeah, we were gonna fight. And that, until I was like, this guy is an absolutely. I almost am going through the refrigerator. I had really no idea how strong he was until he put his hands on me. I'm like, oh my god, is this guy an absolute animal? So anyway, so that's how I knew how strong Russ was. So a couple years later, bro, he gets traded to the Reds for Ben, ben Broussard. And Ray Knight's one of our coaches. And Ray Knight, dude, remember when Ray Knight threw the punches at Eric Davis? Oh, my God. One of dude, the greatest Dude, so ever. Ray Knight's a boxer. Now, Ray's older at the time. Ray's probably mm-hmm. 50-something years old. But he's always joking around with you. Let's shadow box. And you're like, all right, Ray, just, you know, take it easy. You know what I mean? I don't want to <laughs> freaking, I don't want to get hit. You know, and Ray yeah. would probably dish it out. So it's one day. And, and, and Russell, Russ had no problem, like, r- ruffling feathers. He would just kind of jab you. And then you're like, dude, you know, now you're, you're an asshole. You know what I mean? Like, and you know, he would always, so, so this one time we're in St. Louis, it's raining on the field. So batting BP is in the, is in the cages and the cages in St. Louis, like Tony LaRusso did it on purpose. They had their own cage and the visiting team was like in the concourse, dude. So there is people walking by with Aramark, (laughs) Aramark lasagna for the game and hot dogs and burgers. And you're a big league team in the freaking thing hitting, hitting BP. Like what the hell? So, so in this in this hitting group, bro, Russell and um, Ray, like I don't even know exactly what happened. I was in the cage hitting, I think, and Russell and and Ray Knight start kind of wrestling, 
it was kind of a joke initially, but I know that both those guys, I've been in, I've been around both these guys and I know like, you know, if not. these guys get amped up, it's not going to be a joke. So they start what? wrestling, dude. <laughs> they start wrestling. And Russell starts, gets them like pretty in like a headlock. And Ray what? Knight's like 58, like, <laughs> you know? So, so next thing you know, I'm like hitting in the cage. I turn around, I see it. Ray like gets out and boom, boom, delivers a three punch combo to Russell right what? in the face. Yeah. <laughs> No joke. Seri you're no. dead serious. Dude, Ray Knight comes out. Whack, whack, bam. To Russell's face. What? And Russ goes, what are you doing, dude? He's like, hey, man, you were taking me down. He's like, no, we're just joking around wrestling. He's like, well, I guess Ray didn't think it was a joke. Hit him with a right, left, right, left. You're toothless. Holy and then you're Yeah. That's a legit story. Isn't that incredible, dude? Russell, Brandon, Ray Knight locked up, and boom. They wrestling match turned into a boxing match, turned into the teammates people having to get in, you know, between them and break them up. Oh my God, dude. That's one of the best stories you told. <laughs> I'm glad we didn't record before. So <laughs> Russell listed as in his playing weight as 6'4", 235. So probably 6'4", 250. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Ray yeah. Knight. What was, was Ray, what, what was Ray Knight in 2000? I think it was 2003. Let's see. Ray Knight reference. So you're a little older. You're carrying a little more weight. Ray Knight. Dude, in his playing time, he was 6'1", 185. So I would guess he was probably, in his 50s, he was probably 6'1", 215. Right. And he's, and he's going, and he's just jacking Russell Brandon. Dude, hit him with a combo. And Russell kind of ate the punches, though, dude. Like, if it kept going, oh, Ray would he would have killed Ray. Oh. <laughs> like, he took three shots. Like, it looked like, poof, and then, like, the, like, it looked like the Terminator. Like, when the guy, you know, eats yeah. the bullets. Yes. He, like, he looked like. Like Ray hit him with a bow, 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 and he was like, Holy I'm gonna kill you. Holy. That's one of the best what? stories you've ever told. We've been doing this for almost two years. We've done this for 200 episodes. Dude, and then we had to play the game. <laughs> so, did they wind up getting long after, or did they never talk to each other? I don't think they talked to each other for like a week or something, but then they ended up Holy getting. Shit. Yeah. That is an unbelievable story. That is an unbelievable story. All right. So, you know what? You know what? I'm making an executive decision here since we've done this show twice now in the last yeah. <laughs> in the last hour. Um, let's save our Super Bowl preview. Yeah. Why don't we next save week. it for Wednesday? Because we got Boo on. All right, perfect. Yeah, we'll do the Lambuski. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank goodness, Sounds man. We were gonna talk Russell Wilson and you said Russell Brandon and just told the greatest story you may have ever told on the Mayor's office. <laughs> we're no. winners for that it was a good one it was a good one hey well, dude how do we get russell brandon in the show it started with, <laughs> we went we went from incentive clauses to geno smith to you saying russell brandon <laughs> left the seahawks and I, and, I, and I called you on it and then you realized that russell brandon and ray knight fought right in front of your face in a visiting tunnel where everybody could see <laughs> that was incredible wow you know sometimes god works in a mysterious way because <laughs> this is not this it's this casey this show is not going to be this good and, and Bill, until oh it's great recording. all right all stuff, right brother man. and you you and you fed the dog you, we didn't record our three quarters of the show and you fed the dog on air <laughs> yes i fed the dog <laughs> on air and you did like a six minute rant like joe rogan and a, like 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 Chris Russo or Howard Stern. Incredible. You just Incredible. pooped your chops. We're, I'm going to clip that off. You can put that on your resume reel when you're just right. by yourself talking for five minutes. That was amazing. All right, everybody. Perfect. Perfect. So we're done, Case. What do you got? You uh, say goodbye to everybody?
Yeah, man. Hey, Chanchi, love you, brother. Have a great rest of your day. Everyone out there, thanks for listening. Join us tomorrow. We really appreciate it. And uh, we tell you to keep downloading, subscribing. We're trying to move the needle. The needle is starting to move, little Chanchi. Let's go, baby. Let's get it going. So thanks for listening, everybody. Pass it on. Let's go. See you guys tomorrow. See you, brother.